Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Huh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast where we know how to build real intimacy by asking everyone for their favorite color. Oh my God, I feel so seen. Mine is green, by the way. Are, are we in love now? I don't have a favorite color, so love is not for me. It's not in the cards for me. Today, we're getting into Zach Shalcross's romantic adventures in Budapest. And here to break it all down with us is author and deputy lifestyle editor at Bustle, Hannah Orenstein. Hannah, welcome to the pod. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're excited you're here. We have had you on for a rom-com rewatch, but this is your first time breaking down The Bachelor with us, and we are so excited to have you back. You're officially a real friend of the pod now. Yay! I'm excited. <laughs> this was an episode, so. Oh, it sure it was. Really, it really was. Um, we're in Budapest. Yes. Hungry for hungry. This is, dare I say it, the perfect place to fall in love. It just keeps getting better. Zach is like wandering the city streets, telling snack vendors that he'll see you around and then clearly feeling weird about it because like obviously he's never going to see them again, but it's too late. He already said it, which is like super relatable. And he's just contemplating falling in love in this place, which is the epitome of romance, elegance, and class. I mean, who can argue with that? It looks... Amazing. I've never been to Budapest and I have. Is it the perfect place to fall it's in love? Lovely. I was 16. So I feel like when you're 16, everywhere is both like the best and worst place to fall in love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a really great summer romance. Oh. So Aww. look, the data is there. Okay. There you go. So one for one. I never <laughs> had a summer romance at 16, so I probably should have gone to Budapest more. That was my mistake. Mm-hmm. So 
Jesse Palmer sits down with Zach to deliver some news about Greer. You guys might remember Greer. She got the first impression, Rose, and then she told Zach that getting COVID during The Bachelor was like getting COVID when you're about to meet your Q4 sales goals, and he really didn't like that, and then we didn't see her for a week because she was in quarantine. But she's out of quarantine, and she's on her way to Budapest now. And Zach is pleased to hear this, but he's also, he's trepidatious. He's like, my connections have gotten so good. I'm waking up every morning smiling. Can Greer compete in this fast-paced environment? And the answer is no. He's like, I'm going to have to do some hard layoffs this week. And Greer is, she's already been given a performance improvement plan, but unfortunately she had to take sick leave and it's not going to work out. Can you imagine having to take sick leave in the middle of your performance review plan? Like... That's not what the American workplace <laughs> she's is not going to meet. For. She's not going to meet her sales goals for the quarter. She's simply exactly. Not. This is exactly like what happened to her before. This is she's reliving <laughs> that previous COVID trauma. Zach is feeling so good about all his relationships. He kind of runs through them. They're all thriving. Although things felt like a little off with Kat last week. Like he could feel the vibe that she was being a villain in the house, but no one told him that. So he's just like picking up on a vibe. But he's like, you know, we still have that romantic, passionate spark. So who knows what could happen? Meanwhile, the women are settling into their Budapest digs, which, of course, what you do when you're on this show and you're settling into your hotel is you like all sit in the bathtub together and chant Budapest, Budapest. Is that not what you do when you travel anywhere? It's how I get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You you like show up and you're like, I'm in Austin for South by and you have to jump into the bathtub and like scream Austin really loud. Yeah. It's just very normal. Do you ever like run to the balcony? You run to the balcony <laughs> and you shout your lover's name with your ten sister wives. <laughs> I mean that's what I do. And he's like, I'm yeah. in here, I'm in the bathroom. It's what? <laughs> what do you want? Uh the date card arrives and it is for Katie, let's fall in love in Budapest. And everyone else just looks stricken. I mean, they've all had a one-on-one by now. So everyone has got to feel like it could be them once again. And the stakes are high. So everyone is, is now disappointed. But Katie is the chosen one. And she hasn't had a date since LA. She had the museum overnight date. So... I think she deserves it. Such a good it. date. She and Zach pull off an effortful but solid run and jump hug. Like you can tell that they're starting to think like, okay, we're getting into that stage of things where it's not enough to just be like, hey, like it has to be a gymnastic level greeting. No, you have to really go for it. You have to commit. Like there's yeah. no other option at this stage in the game. And I will say Katie, she ended up pulling it off. Can I ask, have either of you ever done a run and jump successfully or unsuccessfully? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Have you? No. No, I'm five foot eight. (laughs) I would topple people over. Like, no. I I mean, I'm just imagining, I think my boyfriend would be so stunned. He would just, like, freeze and refuse to participate. And I would just end up, like, just... Like yeah. toppling into him as yeah. much as, or falling, like, it wouldn't and Adam be good. Are so great and have many great <laughs> qualities. I wouldn't say that Emma and I have a history of dating men who are like significantly more enormous <laughs> and muscular than we are. 
That's the other Such thing. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I'm my just partner isn't a six five. Yeah. <laughs> Zach is like six five and a former football player. Like that's I would definitely like injure my husband if I tried this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Zach takes Katie to what he very confidently, but I'm gonna say inaccurately calls a fernicular. Pretty sure there's an extra R in there. You know what? It's all about confidence. Someone just told he's him trying. what this is. And he was like, I got it. I got it. And they send him out on camera and he's like, fernicular. And they're like, oh. And then fuck. he was surprised okay. when she didn't know what it was. But like, yeah. well, he didn't <laughs> like, even say you it correctly. <laughs> you don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you don't know what a fernicular is? That's shocking. <laughs> Ever since I heard about it five minutes ago, I've been very familiar with the concept. So it's, uh, of course, it's like a cable car that, that takes you up a hill and they ride up the cable car up the steep hill and they take in the view of Budapest from the summit and get to know each other a little better. Zach is like, listen, Katie, we don't know a lot of things about each other yet. That's okay. But we can still learn things. I think we we have a clip of this portion of the conversation. If you ever want to just throw out a thing like, like I want to know what's your favorite color. Like that is important. Purple. Purple, okay, good. <laughs> Has there ever been a bachelor more into favorite colors than Zach? I know what like half his final four's favorite colors are, <laughs> which is a much higher percentage than usual. Usually it's zero. I feel like the, his main conversational passion is chest hair, not colors. It comes up constantly. He also loves chest hair, but he can't ask well, them those about those are his chest- two topics. Yeah, do you like my chest hair and what's your favorite color? I don't like his chest hair. I feel like he well, to either like grow it out wow. or shave it off, but like this in between. What's your favorite color though? Oh, sorry. I don't care. It's just chest hair. That's all I talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's going to be a love connection. You need a favorite color and you need to like the level of grooming of his chest hair. Okay. Sorry that I'm not uh, Zach's soulmate. Sorry. You're so right though. He he really did like split the difference with the chest hair group. He did. But I did notice, we can get into this later, but I was proud of him for going on two separate hot tub dates and not talking about his chest hair. He's he's, this is gross. he's getting comfortable with the chest. He's like, enough women have affirmed my chest hair now that I'm just going to assume they all like it. Like, it doesn't need to be asked. Like, I'm confident. It's good chest hair. The thing is, we, kn- we know about the, the chest hair, but what we didn't yeah. know about Zach is that he's 80% British. Yes. So I'm learning a lot. Me too. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I was shocked to learn this. And I'm like, your last name is Shallcross. I probably could have told you that you're 80% British. And he's like, do you know what my family's original name was? Shacklecross. And there's a town named Shacklecross to this very day. And Katie's like, wow. And he's like, I'm sorry for being so boring. And she's like, no, I love it. That's how you know that she's really into him because this is an objectively boring conversation, but she's genuinely into it. She's like, no, tell me anything. I just want to know a single thing about you. And I was like, that is the blinders. Mm -hmm that like the beginning of a love connection can can put on you. Yeah. Uh <laughs> they go for a walk through Budapest, they sample spirits on the street that are apparently also like aphrodisiacs and then they make out. They talk to some women selling textiles and traditional Hungarian garb who ask if they're thinking of marriage, just a very traditional bachelor date activity. And then they come across a public love poem typewriter. And of course, they have to stop and write love poems to each other and read them aloud. 
Um, as three writers, is this a date activity that any of us would go for? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's it's just there's such a high likelihood that it's going to be involve a lot of secondhand embarrassment. If you like are like random man that I'm on a second date with, <laughs> write me a poem. Just imagine you're feeling good about things and then he writes you a bad poem. How do you, you get the ever ick. get over You get that? the ick yeah. immediately. You can't, it's like a no-go, like immediately to jail. Like we can never <laughs> date again. I was impressed that Katie's did not rhyme. I thought it was going to be like a bat mitzvah candlelighting ceremony where it was like, Zach, come <laughs> up and light candle number one because you are so fun. <laughs> and it didn't rhyme. <laughs> that was inspired, I, Hannah. I don't know. I'm, I'm into it. I don't think either of them wrote poems. They wrote each other like notes. They both, they started like, dear Zach, dear Katie. And then it was like, I love going on adventures with you. And I'm so hopeful about our future. That we might share together with many more adventures to come. A poem. A poem. It's, it's a freestyle poem. A poem Robert by Frost. Me, Zach Shacklecross. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's free verse. Um, yeah, so Robert Shacklefrost. <laughs> fine. I will say my my love language is writing and receiving really elaborate cards. And I used to write, like, love letters when I had more free time. I still will, like, fill up every part of the card. And so, like, these exercises always make me sort of sad. Because <laughs> I'm like, there just isn't much in there, buddy. But, like, okay, if that's good enough for you. Um, Zach and Katie are feeling really good about each other at this point. He's like, I love her kindness and compassion that she's showing for all the street vendors of Hungary. <laughs> I feel pulled to her like a magnet. Katie is feeling so good about Zach, but she's scared of being hurt like she has by every man she's ever encountered in the past. But she's like, I know I have to open up or I will be hurt anyway. And that's what the night portion of the date is for. But first, back at the hotel, Brooklyn is like, hey, what's going on with Greer? Is she like, around still or like it is weird that they haven't updated the women on like Greer's health yeah it's weird (laughs) they don't seem to know where she is and like we didn't look we got the preview that she was coming back but without that I would have assumed she was just silently disappeared because that's what happened to Logan I feel like they were trying to course correct for that so like they were like we do have to bring her back yeah and show her being eliminated so that we don't create a bunch of conspiracy theories again yeah but they probably didn't want to say, like, oh, she'll be back next week in case, for some reason, that didn't work out. Right. They didn't know how long she was going to have to quarantine. Clearly, they were testing her, like, every day, and it took six days. That's true. <laughs> Did anybody have questions either this week or last week? Like, why were the other girls not quarantining after being exposed? I mean... <laughs> we, it's very unclear what their COVID <laughs> procedures are. I, I, My guess would be is that they are just testing everyone every day and that they're yeah. like, well, if you don't test positive... They're doing what they Ooh. implemented at, at our daycare after we had four consecutive COVID shutdowns last July, which is test to stay. And I understand because it's hard to keep shutting everything down for a week and a half. <laughs> But it does seem risky. I'm just going to say they're all making out with Zach. Mm -hmm. And Zach had COVID. So I don't know. It seems a little risky. But um, they're like, is is Greer going to come back? What's going on? Ariel says, well, she comes back after not being here this week. It feels unfair. 
And I'm like, yeah, it feels unfair to Greer. Like, you guys are all a week ahead of her. Like, do not be threatened by Greer. Yeah, Greer is fucked. She had a disastrous, like, phone date with Zach, and then she disappeared. Like, she's not your competition. (laughs) Calm down. A date card arrives. Ariel, Charity, Gabby, Cat. love is the only thing on my mind. This means that Brooklyn is getting the last one-on-one before hometowns, and the other women are emotionally broken by this. Kat wipes away a crystalline tear and says, I really wanted that extra time. Brooklyn rolls her eyes, (laughs) quite obviously, but Kat catches herself. She's like, but I think you're going to have a really good time. This is such a cool city. And Brooklyn is like, "Uh, thank you. Like, she's like, oh, I can't, I can't be the bitchy one here. I feel like Kat is, like, course corrected weirdly quickly because she doubled down so hard on being the villain last episode. And then this episode, she's, like, completely made nice with everyone. I don't think any of these women truly have villain in them except maybe Brooklyn, but she's too well liked at this point to truly become the villain. She like, has the she nerve. She could if she to wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, she has the nerve. Exactly. But this is a bunch of soft girls. They're These women, the ones who are left, are just like trying to be friends. They're nice. Yeah. They're nice. Zach loves a soft girl. Like that is so apparent in the choices he's made. Um, and so in her in the moment, Kat sobs and she's like, I feel like Zach isn't on the same page as me about how I feel. Does he miss me as much as I miss him? I'm like, he no. doesn't because he has like five other hot girlfriends <laughs> that he likes a lot. Sweetie, no. Sweetie. Poor Kat. We're going to take a quick break as we contemplate Kat's sadness and we will be back with Katie and Zach's night date. Can you keep up? I like This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about 
is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, <laughs> you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season yes. again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back. It is Katie and Zach's evening portion of their date. They're skipping through the streets of Budapest to the oldest bathhouse in all of Hungary, where they will be having dinner. Interesting choice for a dinner because the echo in this place is insane. It is so apparent that they do not prioritize good acoustics for recording for any of these dates. They're like, body of water nearby. Great. Let's have a date there. Like, extreme exposure to wind. Let's do the proposal there. They're just taking the locations they can get for free, and they're yeah. like, we'll make the audio work after. Yeah, the sound guys are not driving the, sh the boat on this one. <laughs> or they don't no. make it work. They just throw in subtitles. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that's, or they <laughs> that's making neither, it work for and them. And everyone's just like, could you hear any of that last night? <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what did he say? 
I normally don't notice unless it's really egregious, but every time that Katie spoke on this date, I could hear the echo and I was like, how weird would it be to be sharing this like emotional, sensitive thing and to just hear your voice loudly echoing all around oh, you? Oh, that's such a good point. I would be terrifying. <laughs> so Zach toasts to Katie for making him feel special, safe, and flabbergasted. Does he know the meaning of the word flabbergasted? It's just like a weird word to throw in with the other two. My theory is that they had some sort of like cute, and like I'm making air quotes, cute inside joke about that word that just didn't get to air. But you must be right. Because it doesn't make sense. sense. (laughs) Yeah, the only other thought I had is that he was just like, "My, my toasts are getting too boring. I need to like, hit a thesaurus or like a word of the day calendar and come up with a word other than amazed or awesome. awesome. (laughs) He sounds like he's studying for the SATs. Yes. (laughs) He's like, got to use this word before it slips out of my brain box. Yeah. He's like looking up so many synonyms on Google. He's so proud. (laughs) After the toast, Katie's like, all right, Hit me with it, Zach. What do you want to ask me? I'm I'm an open book. You can ask me anything. And Zach genuinely looks flabbergasted. He looks so, so taken He's aback. He's like, I already asked your favorite like, color. Like, favorite what's color. left? What else? <laughs> and finally, he's like, well, what do you want? And she says, well, I want a family. I want stability. I've never felt that with a man before. She's like, you'd make a great father and husband. You're such an amazing guy. And then she starts telling him about her family that he would meet at hometowns. She says he wouldn't meet her dad, who left when she was very young. He moved to Florida. And she didn't really meet him properly until she was 16, which is when his mom passed away. And she says then he tried to come back into their life, but he'd already missed out on so much like like her entire childhood yeah and she also says that growing up her mom was in a relationship with another man who was her father figure but when he was when she was in eighth grade he also left the family so she had lost by the time she was like 14 both of her father figures in her life that's really hard and it's just so apparent that zach is really affected by this and thus has absolutely no idea how to respond. Like, it's so different from his family that he can't kind of lean on and any sense of like, oh, I understand what you've gone through because he doesn't. And so instead, he just sort of mumbles and like yeah. searches for the words. Fathom. He's trying, but he cannot find the words. Yeah. I feel like with the other, um, with a lot of the other sort of like teary confessionals from the other women, it feels like he actually does have like a very sort of like empathetic scripted response. And I'm always sort of impressed by how mature, but emotional mm-hmm. and confident. And he just seems to like strike all the right notes. And then this one, he really did seem flabbergasted to use the word of the day. Um, and it was kind of nice to see that side of him that was more like truly deeply affected and sort of like, oh, like shit, panic. I don't really know what to say, but I really want to say the right thing. And that was sort of like a nice human element. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I do think that this is one of Zach's strengths in a way that other bachelors like haven't really been able to show mm-hmm. that they are actively listening to to the women and re- responding kind. And yeah, I think that I think that you're exactly right. Like there was something sort of endearing and human about him 
clearly trying to search for exactly the right thing because he cares about this person. And like, sometimes you just, you don't know what to say when someone says something to you about their lived experience. And like, that's also, and it's okay. It's getting so real. Like at first it's just kind of like this nice girl that you're talking to. Who's like this horrible thing happened to me. And you're like, Oh my God, that should never have happened to you. Like, you're so wonderful. I'm so sorry you went through that. And now it's genuinely like, this might be my family and my partner who like has, it will have this affect her forever. And I do, I think that Katie is like the front runner at this point. Oh, by Mm -hmm. far. And so I think I, I see him taking that very seriously and, and she's still very emotional. She's like seeing him trying to like get the right words for this and struggling. And finally she sort of like laughs, sighs and like looks down and starts tearing up. And Zach this is where he like does step up a little bit. He was, he's like, look mm-hmm. at look at me. Like you only have to share what you want to. I really care about you. Like you only have Ugh. to share what you want to. I got you. And then he's like, good looking, and he like winks at her. And I was like, okay, you're getting into dad joke territory here, but very She's supportive. Into it. Yeah, it was very <laughs> genuinely like he was trying to connect with her and support her in that moment, and like offer her a little bit of levity because that's clearly how they break these kind of awkward moments like around filming yeah it's she they just seem like they're in a real relationship in a way that he doesn't seem like he's in a real relationship with basically any of the other women yeah even if he really likes them yeah i mean they've been on two dates so that's very serious serious. (laughs) very serious serious. he (laughs) offers her the rose and Obviously, this is the first hometown rose given out. She is going to introduce him to her family. They're both beaming. He's so confident about her. I wrote, they still just seem like two people who could have happily met on Hinge. Yes, like he just feels like the guy that she met on Hinge and they're like dating now. Um, Which means it feels real. Katie is thrilled, she says in her, in the moment that she's falling in love with him. But she needs a little more time to say that. And it's clear that this is, like, in response to production being, like, don't you need to tell him that you, like, she's just, like, I need, I need a minute. I will tell him that I'm falling in love with him when I'm ready. And then they head into the still more echoey, very opulent bath chambers where they get into a steaming pool and make out. A good date all around. Yeah. She gets some good And then we pivot. We, she really has gotten really good dates. But unfortunately for Greer, we pivot, like, immediately to a less good date or the lead-up to a less good date. <laughs> well, it's – let's say this uh, – yeah. Greer is back. Uh, for the first time in her reintroduction package, they're like, here's Greer. She's at, like, an airport. She's headed to Hungary. I was like, she's been, she had to stay in Estonia. For a moment, I was like, is that Desiree Hartsock? She looks so much like Desiree to me all of a sudden, or like baby faced Des. I never thought that before. Um, but it warmed me to Greer because who doesn't have a soft spot for Desiree? She says she's quarantined for six days. She has tested negative for COVID. Praise God, I felt so blessed hashtag blessed and she's so optimistic about her journey with zach she's like it's all gonna be worth it no matter what she has been like on this emotional up and down thing where she's either like everything is ruined it will never happen or she's like obviously everything is definitely 100 going to work out i feel like greer has has listened to a lot of podcasts that are like 
positive self-talk is the key. Like build yourself up. (laughs) Which like good for her. Like it would be so much worse if she were sitting in a hotel room for six days stewing about the sales conference metaphor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Which is probably what I'd be doing. I would be like having like a full mental Mm -hmm. breakdown. Well, my hope is that by day six, I would have stewed about it so much that I would be like, obviously this is never going to work out and I'm just going to get through this and move ahead with my life. And instead, Greer has gotten herself through the six days, but she's like opening herself up to another equally catastrophic fall. Um, But that hasn't happened yet because Zach is busy. He is on the group date. As throughout this episode, very lively Hungarian folk music is playing as the women walk through the streets, the four women on the group date. I love culture, by which I mean the extremely on-the-nose music selections that Bachelor production makes. They just... Take, take me on they a searched trip. Hungary in like free, the free music library and they were like, this will work. Yes, that is, that is the vibe. The four gals walk into a dark theater. Lights are flickering. Dramatic music is playing. Zach and a mysterious man greet them at the front. And Zach says, Budapest is basically the birthplace of magic. So, news to me. I like that he doesn't explain this. Like, say more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, take, give us a history lesson, Zach. But he says it like, it's the birthplace of magic, duh. Like, I mean, not in those words, yeah. but he makes it sound like we're idiots for not knowing that. I didn't know As that. As we all least. know, yes, Budapest obviously. is... Um, I Googled this. I Googled Budapest birthplace of magic, and I learned that Houdini was born in Budapest. Mm. And I just want to say that Budapest is the birthplace of Houdini would be informative, (laughs) accurate, and interesting. And they chose not to go that direction. I know. Like, say the fun fact. (laughs) Let me learn something, please. They're so committed to being vague and unhelpful (laughs) on this show. He says then an even more ludicrous thing. He says, I don't think you need magic to find love, but I think you need magic to find answers and clarity. What? Like, what? I I actually feel like you need the opposite of magic to find answers. You need, like, a fact-finding mission. (laughs) Going on a fact-finding mission for clarity. This is not magic, Zach. Uh, So, the man with Zach uh, introduces himself as Labib Malik. He is a mentalist and magician. He starts with a hand-based magic trick where he draws a heart on Zach's hand and has Zach like blow it toward like the women, a kiss, sort of. Yeah, and the women are all holding out one of their hands. I think we have a clip of of this part. If the connection is real, the heart should appear. Check your hands. <gasps> I got it. Oh, <laughs> that was freaking weird. What the heck? What? what? What in the world? That was, I don't, mm. I don't know how this got on my hand, but it did. That actually blew my mind. I was like, holy shiitake mushrooms. Hello, ladies. So uh, that was Gabby. If you couldn't identify her from her voice. Gabby is so freaked out by magic, and they keep bringing her on witchcraft dates. And she's just like, I should not She's be like, I already met one witch. How <laughs> dare you bring me to a second witch in Budapest? 
I'm going to say, I was like, Labib seems like a really good magician. Yeah, let's, uh, I don't understand how that happened. I found it very distracting because I, for the next five minutes, I wasn't paying attention. I was just like, how did he do that? Yeah. But then I did rewatch it. <laughs> so, so you caught up on the nuances later. No, it's, I was like super distracted by how cool that was. I yeah. was like, um, I need more information. Also, the women's reactions throughout this day, but especially Gabby's here. I was like, this, it's just like, it's just the women are always having reactions on these magic dates that are just like so Christian in this way that's like, I'm uncomfortable with witchcraft, but not because I don't believe that it's real, but more because it's real and scary. And, and bad. This is why Ariel was the only one who properly emotionally handled this yes. date. She's Jewish. She's like, I we don't have that Jewish particular queen. baggage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. We will. We'll get into that Gabby's later. whole vibe is very like, get away from me, Satan, through this entire day. <laughs> so, and the, like, it is very freaky. I probably would, would be freaked out too um, because he's a very good mentalist and magician. So I would be freaked out though in like a kind of excited way. Like, holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Not in like Satan is approaching me. <laughs> like, are we in the second satanic panic? Like different vibes. So he decides next to read their minds. And so he begins with Gabby. He asks her to imagine a desert and then a cube on top of the desert. What is it made of? And she says, glass. And he's like, glass? Okay. So people can see through you, but they get confused around you. And Gabby is freaking out. She's like, how does he see, how does he know these things about me? Also, I don't, like these things about me. I'm I'm afraid, like I'm being exposed. He then asks her what she's looking for in her relationship with Zach and has her think of, of two words. And she thinks of the words safety and comfort. He has written those words on a blackboard before she answered and shows them to the group. And Gabby at this point is like, that's fucking weird. I'm sorry. What the what? She like bolts out of her seat back to the group like, wow. <laughs> And Laviv is like, that is the power of mentalism. Gabby's like, no, that's the power of Satan. <laughs> the power of the I devil. need an exorcist here, Sajat. <laughs> uh, Ariel goes next, and he tells her that she is surrounded by layers to protect herself. And he asks her to think of the reason for those layers. And the answer she gives is heartbreak. Friends, he has written heartbreak on the board before. I will say a lot of these are pretty generic. But I know I was like, I too would have thought of safety and comfort. Like I was, you know, yeah. Yeah. Why do you protect yourself? Probably heartbreak. That's the main thing. Um, But the effect is very impressive. He then asked Charity for the one reason her previous relationship didn't work. Her answer is infidelity, which he has written on the board. If he's ever wrong, I assume they just don't put it in the edit because, you know. That's not the arrangement he made with them when he agreed to perform on this show for free. She starts to cry. He asks if it's hard to trust again. And she says, yes, it's hard to trust her instincts because she stayed in that relationship for so long. And like Gabby, she clearly feels very exposed by this in front of Zach. Like, she doesn't want this to be something about her that he sees or knows. 
It made me so sad. I was like, all of these women are just like, if he learns even one thing that could be interpreted as unflattering about me, I'm gone. I mean, are they wrong? Because Zach is Not so, when he has all the options, I guess. Zach is just very quick to be like, ooh, ooh, I saw uh, maybe a wobble, and now I'm done with you forever. I felt very confident, but now I feel like I'm, I'm fine never seeing you again. It's very rough. I'm like, this is this doesn't seem like a, a the ideal atmosphere emotionally to build a strong and lasting relationship. Breaking news, I know. Yeah, it doesn't feel psychologically safe. Sends a lot of bad messages to people watching yeah. it. Yeah, no, right. Whenever like they, if you, yeah, exactly. Whenever they do these dates, it makes incredible TV. Because the women are all really affected. Like when they had like the therapy date. Oh, that was terrible. Which I, I thought that was even, that was like m- much more unethical than this. That was, but, that was worse yes, because was it was horrible. like actually like this is therapy and you're doing it without your like real consent in front of a national audience. Anyway, it was just really messed up. This is like similar in effect though. Like it is kind of therapizing yeah. these women. It's plumbing them for like psychological um, you know, like soft points. soft points and then exposing them to their partner without their like consent really. And in front of this huge audience and they're all just like so shaken by it. And it just seems kind of messed up. Well, this is just what I therapy, know, like- this is just what therapy looks like in the birthplace of magic. This is how yes. Houdini has a therapy. I would love to, instead of therapy, go to a mentalist and then (laughs) just like whenever I'm about to, you know, say what I think my issue is, my my therapist has to like quickly write down their guess on the board. (laughs) That might make therapy more fun, like add a little little tension. It's more like a (laughs) trivia sort of thing. Exactly. (laughs) So then it's Kat's turn. And Labib asks Kat if she's ready to have Zach meet her family. And she says she thinks so. She starts to cry. He asks if she's thought about walking away from the process. And she says, mm-hmm. She asks if she thinks she's the right person for Zach. And she says she does. Um, I think we have a clip of the rest of this conversation. Why are you so emotional? I've been emotional these last, like, few days. <sighs> I'm just one, one question more. Do you think you're the right person for Zach? I do. I think it's why I'm, like, so emotional. This process can get really hard, and it makes you want to give up, but you just, like, know somewhere something's telling you not to. And now I... Kat's upset. was just... Because she's like, I broke the taboo about saying I might want to leave. People think I'm here for the wrong reasons. And she's correct. Yeah. That Sorry, stood up to me, though, is really weird. Because if anybody knows how hard this is, it is Zach. Like, he's been there. Like, surely he must have wanted to leave at one point last season, too. Yeah, I thought it was less weird that she said she might want to leave. And more weird that she seemed so unsure if she wanted Zach to meet yeah. her family. I was like... You could have just said yes a little bit more definitively. The mentalist will know <laughs> if she's lying, Emma. Does she want to be exposed? But she still did lie then. She did say yes. And then she was like, I think so. She also already I, lied. I don't know. Like last week. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. But like 
the mentalist is here to like make sure that Zach knows that she's telling the truth. And I think that she <laughs> is shaken. No, it, it is one of those moments where you're like, maybe just lie a little bit more. Like he's just asking you a lot of questions that you could maybe lie a little bit about. Um, at the same time, yeah, I mean, I do think that she's right that like Zach should understand more than anyone because he just went through the process. But as we've seen repeatedly, anyone who struggles with the process and doesn't like immediately like within the same conversation be like, but then I realize that it's all for a reason and you're that reason and I can't wait to have babies with you. Like he just freaks out. He's just like, oh, you're not totally sure about staying here for me. And now I kind of can't ever see your face again. So this was and he risky. already he already clearly had a seed of doubt planted by production or Kat's vibe or both. And so I think that this was like, this just tipped it over the edge. Yeah. On that note, we are going to take a quick break and then we will be right back with the rest of the episode. Can you keep up? I like I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer 
running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we're back. It's time for the night date and the women are all glammed up and emotionally broken and stressed and on the verge of tears, basically. Nothing shakes up a group of bachelorettes like one of these therapizing dates. I think they actually seem more messed up even than after the Freudian one, although that one was objectively just, like, so unethical and awful. These women are just, like, not okay (laughs) to a woman. Like, none of them had, like, a really good experience except maybe Ariel, but, like, they all seem pretty shaky. And as they're sitting waiting for Zach, they're all kind of sharing their insecurities. Charity is saying, like, I feel like me as a person now is in question based off of the mentalist. That was so sad. I know. She was really struggling. (laughs) It sucks. She's like, I'm not sure Zach will still want to meet my family after finding out that I... I'm having trouble fully recovering from being repeatedly cheated on for many years, and I still struggle with it. Which he also already knew. Yeah, but I I guess she doesn't want him to know that, like, she's affected by it in this way. I know. It just, that that feels so, like, hide and bury all the human parts of yourself in order to find love. And that's such a bad... It's such a bad message, yeah. as you said earlier, Hannah. Yeah. I mean, she seemed really, really hard on herself, which is, I'm sure, understandable and normal and healthy and fine. But it was just sad to see her beat herself up over it. And then if she wasn't beating herself, exactly. if she wasn't beating herself up over it, she would probably say like, oh, I need to open up more. That's why he doesn't yeah. like me. I'm not opening up enough. Charity seems like someone who is just so, she seems like the product of being very self-critical in in a way, which is that she's just always so composed and so aware of the right way to treat other people and the kind way to treat other people in a setting that it does give me the sense that she's not accustomed to giving herself that much grace, that she expects a lot from herself. And it's hard to see that kind of coming to the fore. The women are all like sitting and confessing these insecurities. Charity is crying to the other women a little bit and saying just because she has things she's working through doesn't mean she's not fully invested i'm actually terrified and i haven't said that and i hated this date because i don't know if that was picked up on she just she feels very exposed and zach joins the group ariel gets time first and she and zach just sit down and say fuck a whole bunch like I love that Zach is like, I'm so worried what my mom's going to say when she watches The Mentalist date. I'm like, Zach, you have been saying fuck every episode. I know. And frankly, I like that about you. But have a little self-awareness. Fantasy suites are coming up. Like, he could be worried about that. I mean, I know he says, like, he's not having sex. But, like, there are many moments that his mom could not love watching on TV. But this is the moment. (laughs) This is too much. 
when she he's like the mental estate will really throw him, push her over the edge when she sees me say fuck after a crazy magic trick that's gonna be that's gonna be a problem uh ariel says that her mom calls her a sailor when she cusses too much um and then she shares this fun little anecdote about her dad my dad is like ariel you can't do the show i know what they do there He's like orgies. And I was like, I don't what? think you've been watching The Bachelor. I think that's like Game of Thrones. Different <laughs> like, show. He's like, you'll walk into a room and they will force you to get naked. It's like, I'm learning so much. It's <laughs> just the tip of the iceberg. What I love about this is that her dad was right. She did walk into a room where they tried to force her to get naked. She did say that on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast. She was like... I, it's the first thing I thought about during the spa day. And I was like, oh no, my dad was right. <laughs> this was my favorite anecdote of the episode or maybe the season. It's so good. Yeah. I, want, I loved I it. I want an interview with her dad for him yes. to like. I am so yeah, excited she's making it to yes. hometowns because, we're, oh God, that like the Ukrainian Jewish thing, it's just a, such a specific type. And I am very excited to meet her family and also her. God, growing up with that accent, she just, like, really is spot on. Spot on. Incredible stuff. Yeah. She talks a little bit about how her family is very close and also her community that she, like, grew up in the Ukrainian Jewish community in New York. And she's like, but I also want a partner. And I'm like, fair, you know? I just, I loved this so much because we have almost never seen Jewishness overtly spoken about on this show. Even, you know, we have had a few leads, Andy Dorfman, Jason Mesnick, who are Jewish, J.P. Rosenbaum, who won Ashley Hebert's season, is Jewish. But so much is done in general by Bachelor Production to kind of paper over those cultural differences rather than kind of use them as points of connection and as ways for the audience to connect. And so, this was such a small moment, but it like it really meant something to to me watching it to hear her just be like, "Yeah, this is my community. It's a specific community. the The immigrant nature of it, the Jewish nature of it, like those are pieces of me, and you need to know those things." Yeah, I loved that. It was yeah. it was like almost like a jump scare. It's like, oh, like did you say Jewish on The Bachelor? Like we can do that. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Hannah, we interviewed Jason Mesnick like a couple years ago. And I mean, he told us that back in 2009, like they were overtly resistant to him showing like any Jewish traditions Mm. on the show. They did not want him to break a glass during his televised wedding to Molly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and so I think for me, I was like this, it's really gross, but it felt like extra important that they, that like, at least this moment was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They agree that Ariel has been opening up through this process and she says, ask me anything and I'll stupidly answer honestly. And he literally can't think of a question. He's like, you've already told me your favorite color on a previous date. So let's just make out. Like, I feel like the women are constantly like, ask me a question. He's like, what's your favorite color? Um, I don't know. You're so great. And then they just make out. (laughs) He's going to know nothing about these women. It's Charity's turn. She seems very discombobulated. She tells him it was a heavy group date. And she's like, sometimes I do have trouble trusting myself because I stayed in a bad relationship for so long. I haven't really forgiven myself for it. 
And she tells him she doesn't want him to think she's not ready because she's 100% in. Her fear isn't him. It's the process. Okay, risky move, Charity. Zach doesn't want anyone to question the process. Zach is a process guy. (laughs) He trusts the process. He loves the process. He just wants everyone to put their faith in the process. He's like, what part of the process? Like, what? what's your issue with the process exactly? Yeah, he he worships at the altar of the process. <laughs> Which is funny because what happened with him and Rachel that he seems so, like, irritated about throughout this season is just, like, a product of the process. He's like, the process is so amazing until it leads to The Bachelorette realizing that I am not the one she's going to choose at the end. And then it's bad and harmful. <laughs> She says, well, the the part where I'm I'm at risk of getting heartbroken is the part that I'm having trouble with. But with you, I have no doubt. I know it's worth it, so I'm going to keep foraging ahead. See, she did the pivot that Kat should have done. You got to do the pivot. You can say the thing, but then you're like, I've already worked through this on my own, and I've come to a realization. Yeah. He needs an independent woman, a woman who will independently deal with all of her insecurities (laughs) and the relationship on her own. And then just let him know that she took care of it. Zach looks so relieved. He's like, I really like Charity. I don't want to have to send her home because she doesn't adhere to the process well enough. He doesn't have to. He's relieved they make out. Back with the group, Gabby is really struggling. I think she and Charity had the most, like, unexpected. Like, Kat was already in in a rough place. Charity and Gabby were both feeling really good until this mental estate, and they were both completely wrong-footed by it. She's telling the group, like, I'm feeling weird spells of emotion. And it was hard to hear you leave people confused. And then she starts saying, like, oh, I'm very ADHD. I'm constantly confused myself about what I'm thinking. She starts to choke up. She's like, there's only so much I can do besides see a a psychiatrist and a therapist. I just want to say... That's a lot. It seems like you're doing a lot if you're seeing a psychiatrist and a a therapist. And I please, like, please be easier on yourself. Like, all of these women, I just want to give them a hug. She's just like, I can't, like, have a different brain. And it's just, it's hard for men that I can't have a different (sighs) brain. I was a little bit, I I was, she never says, like, I have ADHD. I was like, is this just, like, an adjective she's using to describe? She keeps saying, I'm very ADHD. Is this just a colloquial way she's describing herself, or does she have a diagnosis? I'm not really clear based on how she's talking about it. I think I assumed she had the diagnosis because she was like, I have a therapist and a psychiatrist, which implies that she's, but like that she's going to someone for for some sort of like medical intervention for ADHD. Yeah. Um, Which, look, it's extremely common and no one should feel ashamed. She also confides privately to Ariel that she didn't get emotional at first on the date, but as she sat with it, she felt this fear about her relationship with Zach. She's like, maybe I've confused him. Maybe he won't want to understand me. I'm worried that I'll be too much. This is something that I feel like we all we hear most seasons from at least one woman, but we usually don't hear from men on The Bachelorette, which is like, Am I too hard to understand? Do I have too many thoughts and feelings for a partner to ever accept? Will they make the effort to understand who I am as a person? I mean, that's such such an indication of how women are conditioned to approach relationships in our culture, straight women. Like, this feeling that you need to do all of the 
emotional labor, emotional work to figure out your own shit, learn how to communicate that effectively depending on your partner's needs. Like all of that work is on you. And there is a very real fear that if you don't make the road to dating you as smooth and easy as possible, that like men will just dip out. Yeah. And that is depressing commentary. And Zach would the straights, the straights are yes, not okay. Not. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Zach would dip out. Um, yeah, it's true. I'm sure a lot of women have this fear partly because of what they've been told and also because of what they've directly experienced in relationships. Right. Like, I need to make it easy. And <laughs> also what they be. see on TV. Yeah. Like, if you didn't already have this fear, watching it every single Monday night for 10 years, like, oh, like, that will implant the fear that maybe you are too much. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, if he has an if he has an easier, smoother choice, why would he pick me? Yeah, why make life hard for yourself? Uh, And when she gets to see Zach, she decides to talk to him about this. She admits she's cried off some of her makeup. She's like having a hard time. My brain has a million things going on all the time. I'm super ADHD, and controlling it has been a big part of my life. And she says that she wonders sometimes if he wants to deal with understanding her and that made her emotional. And Zach is like, no, like you bring a personality that's really fun to be around. And I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the Gabby experience. And she's like, that makes me so happy because I really want you to meet my family. And they make out against the wall. They hug. He's like, you give great hugs. Very important quality in a partner. That is a good quality. He's Zach is very into Gabby. He is. Do we think that he understands what she's saying enough to, like, really, for her to, like, trust his response here? I think that he is. So, I mean, like, he is being bombarded by so many girls at all times that like maybe he does sort of get a sense of it as in like he's constantly being pulled in like 30 different directions by all these different people and like maybe that's a way for him to relate but maybe he's just like rather than having that conversation we can just make out yeah that is one of the big tools that you have as the lead is just be like oh my god let's just make out um yeah that's true he maybe he can like relate in that sense I feel like he does really like Gabby and her personality, but it is hard to know, like, how compatible your personalities really are based on such brief interactions, like, if there are going to be challenges that arise. I certainly don't think that they came up with Greg until we had been dating for, like, months (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's what you well, right. There, there, there's a reason that a lot of bachelor couples will tell you, like, you don't really start dating until after the show. Yeah. Like, this is all just a weird yeah. simulation of I real life. I think that's life. why this show also does have this bias towards just really easy personalities. That's like, yes. well, if this, if you have a very simple, straightforward personality that's easy to like, easier to, like, get to know most of in a short amount of time, then, like, that's going to be the person that you are able to fully get to know the best in like three dates i don't know i i also just think that Gab- that zach is into gabby and so he's just like whatever he you is. say i'm gonna reassure you because i want you to be here like i'm not worried about our connection like yeah. it's there he definitely is very into gabby uh cat is up next and 
She needs to finally talk to Zach about what she said on the group date, let him know that she has been, like, pulling away, but she still has feelings for him. So he tells her that the date added confusion because she said she thought about leaving. She just thinks that she wants him to meet her family. He's nervous. He's confused. And Kat starts crying and says she just wanted to date with him this week. It's been so long since they've seen each other. And normally in life, like when things get hard, she'll just distance herself. She'll leave. But she's decided to go through the storm. And Zach tells her he takes engagement seriously. He asks if she feels the same and if she's ready for a forever love. And she says she does. She is. She sees their future. And he's like, well, I'm feeling better. Are you feeling better? I'm feeling better. Great. He's like, I'm feeling better, but I still will not be going to your hometown. I feel like there is this double standard that's partly just because of the power imbalance between the lead who has lots of choices and the contestant who doesn't. But also just, I'm like, Zach, you all, you always are so hard on the women when they have a single doubt. But literally last week, he sat Kat down and was like, I'm having <laughs> doubts. And then left her to stew on that. And so I think probably it's reasonable for her to be dealing with some added confusion herself. And he's acting like and it maybe came out of nowhere. Leave. Right. Yeah. Like, seems rational. Yeah. There's no, like, team. There's no sense of that, like, they're a team working this through this issue here. He's just like, why haven't you fixed the fact that I felt some confusion last week? And instead, now you're also confused. Uh, That's not the game. Plan. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that... Um, Kat is sort of like getting thrown under the bus by all the other contestants for like inappropriately pulling him for a kiss the previous week. But like he also kissed her. Like he could have said like no. Oh yeah. But like the none of that always is get away with that shit. They do. Yeah. Cause no, like what are you gonna do? Go up to the lead and be like, How hey, you dare you? Up. I would love you that. messed up. That's all I've wanted to see on this show for years. <laughs> They just know they'd immediately get sent home if they did yeah, that. Yeah, whenever whenever they start to feel like the lead is making enough bad decisions that they have to, like, say to the lead, like, you're making me question why I'm staying, I mean, at that point, it's over. Like, they're all they're all hoping that it's going to be Zach, so no one, no one wants to confront him. Um, there is also this sense, too, that's like, well, if a hot lady is going to pull him aside and kiss him, of course he's going to do it, but, like, she shouldn't have done that. But after this, they all sit down, and Zach gives the group date rose to Gabby, second second hometown rose. She's meeting, he's meeting her family, and she's pumped. After he leaves, Ariel and Charity very gamely are like, oh, I'm so happy for you. They're trying so hard cute. to be supportive of each other. Such nice girls. And Kat says, um, I'm obviously happy for you, but I'm just sad. And, you know, it's hard when you're, like, vulnerable. You show so much of yourself, and then this happens. It makes you not feel wanted. It sucks. It fucking sucks. And she starts crying. And I was, like, in this moment, I was, like, which direction is this going to go? And I was kind of surprised that what happened is all the women started to comfort her and be, like, yeah, it really does suck. Like, this is hard. I think they're just a genuinely empathetic group of women who are really, really trying to, like, be understanding of the setting that they're in. Yeah. 
And they were it's, all so it's mad sweet. at her last week. And they've like, they've, they're over it. They're over They're it. like, our, our girl is struggling. We're in this we have to, we're nice. Again, I'm like, I wish I could have seen more between Charity and Kat when they were trying to talk things out last week. We saw like nothing. Right, you're like, yeah. did they talk? Like, I wonder, I truly wonder if they talked later yeah. and like, they just didn't I show. So. I feel, yeah, I feel cheated of that storyline that it all went to Brooklyn and we didn't actually see what happened with Kat and Charity, who are the ones who are primarily in conflict based on what actually happened uh, originally. So they all end the date uh, consoling each other. And the next morning is the morning of Brooklyn's date. And Zach is feeling good. And so is Greer, who is strutting down the street in her crop top and wool coat. She's like, the stars are aligning. I think our connection is strong enough that it doesn't matter how much time has passed. Which I'm like, do you remember the last mm. conversation you had? Like, why would you feel that <laughs> she's, way? She's really amped herself Aww. up. I don't know if production has just given her some false hope. But she's like, I'm, again, I'm going in with the power of positive thinking. <sighs> Things are going to work out for me. I respect it. She knocks on his door. It is, like, mildly delusional, but I respect it. <laughs> it's, it's very delusional. <laughs> she knocks on his door. He welcomes her in. He's clearly expecting her. This is not a surprise return. This is, like, a re-your-COVID meeting on their calendar. And <laughs> she sits down on his couch, and she, he's like, how are you? And she's like, well, in this moment, I feel amazing. <laughs> but when I found out that I had COVID and I felt like my story with you might end, that really sucked because I do see something with us. And, like, do you feel the same way? Spoiler alert. No. He doesn't. He did say a little compliment be very sandwich. Gracious. He gives her a shit sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a really good manager. Yes. Okay? He knows you have to deliver <laughs> negative feedback. You have been a great asset surrounded to our by team. Positive. I've loved working with you. Unfortunately, um, your role has been eliminated, but I am totally willing to write you a great reference for <sighs> your next employment opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, he he's like, you know, our the your our first impression of each other was so good. It was so fast and hot, but a lot has happened over the past weeks and a lot of connections have gotten really strong. Hometowns are around the corner. And Greer is like, I refuse to see the writing on the wall. I'm going to give it one last go. And she's like, I would love to introduce you to my family. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like an issue to me. And Zach is I'm like, like, Greer. Zach is like, look, I have to do what feels right. And to give a hometown rose, I need to feel 100% confident that I can see a future. And I don't feel that. I'm sorry. I don't want to string you along. And I will say that Greer... Clearly a big piece of her expected this because immediately she's like, I understand. It's just, it's a bummer. It's a bummer to have two weeks. I'm like, did she expect it though? Because she starts crying and they're mascara tears. And I'm like, you did not wear waterproof mascara for this meeting. What did you think was Or maybe they're just like, look, it, it, it worked for Lauren Conrad. Yeah, maybe the lack of waterproof was intentional. Ooh. Exactly. To get on paradise. play. I will say, when she was eliminated, my first thought was, she quit her sales job for this? Yeah. Right? She's Out never going to meet her her Q4 sales goals now. I just felt bad. Yeah. No, it's... The, it sucks. It really sucks. 
COVID and then COVID and then you're quarantining by yourself and then you have to go make this whole play that is like inevitably doomed. It it sucks. She whisper cries to Zach that time is of the essence and it was stolen from them, which is like kind of true. And also it's why if you really like someone, you prioritize giving them a one-on-one before the end of the season. Well, okay, but I don't think, so she was like, oh, like time was stolen from us, but that's not why they didn't work out. Like he didn't like her before time was stolen from them. No, but it's what she can tell her. I just kind of wanted to be like, honey. Well, but that's kind of what I mean (laughs) is that like, yeah, time is of the essence. You lost out on this time, but like, that is one of the reasons because time is so important that if you really mattered to him, he would have gotten you a date before the point at which. This is a very classic He's just not that into you. Yeah. And he keeps being like, you're an incredible woman. It was nothing you did. And I'm like, except for at that time that she compared The Bachelor to Q4 sales roles and you like had a... When you lay someone (laughs) off, you don't give them like feedback on their performance. You Uh, just let them go. (laughs) You're an amazing employee. There was nothing you could have done differently regarding your performance review plan. Let us not speak of it. In her in the moment, she says, I thought I was going to have a chance to try to play catch up. I didn't realize it was just a chance to say goodbye. And I'm like, wow. So at least she understands now that they set her up. They were like, Zach is so excited to see you. Like, yeah, your connection they is clearly so gave her false hope. Yeah. They clearly were like, he wants to see you. You're still in this. Yeah. But they just yeah. wanted they wanted the breakup scene. As a viewer, I sort of appreciate it because, yeah, when Logan left, it I was. Do. The Logan was thing was so confusing. And then he's had to spend months being like, no, guys, I did actually have COVID. That is, there's no conspiracy theory necessary. Yeah. Like, I did have COVID. I've never. Gabby just wasn't that understood into me. the conspiracy theory because, like, what else would they be covering up with the COVID? Like, <laughs> the, the people were making up wild I, shit, Claire. That's, listen. It didn't make any sense. Uh, so. Greer with that is summarily dismissed and it's time for Brooklyn's date. Okay, question. If you were Brooklyn and you at this point saw that Katie had come back, would you be nervous? Yes. Right? Because I I was like, no one's been sent home on a Mm one-on-one yet. They always do that at least once before hometowns. It's got to be Brooklyn. Well, there are two reasons for giving a second one-on-one. It's either you really love them and you want to spend more time with them, or you're just on the fence and you need that clarity, the clarity and answers yeah, that come exactly. from magic to kick them off. So I kind of wanted to like shake her and be like, hi, like pay attention. This is bad for you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think that like it's, you know, as as viewers, like we know the beats that these shows tend to go through. But I wonder if like maybe when you're in it and like, women always come back from their one-on-ones, you just start to feel like that's sort of what happens Mm. and you forget about the risk. Like, it really has been like a whole season without having to confront that possibility. And you might just start to be like, oh, you go on a one-on-one, you come back from it with a rose. And I think you're right, Claire, because we even see Charity and Kat being like, yeah, obviously Brooklyn's coming back with the rose, so only, you know, there's only going to be one hometown rose left. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting that you just assume that. Yeah. Because I assume the opposite. (laughs) You're a student of the game. Um, Brooklyn, like Katie, does a run and jump into Zach's arms. 
They're ready to celebrate that now they're out of the Bahamas. They can finally wear layers because Zach is a Mr. Autumn guy and he is just strolling down the streets in that crisp air in his sweater. I too appreciate the fall fashion that we're seeing. So <laughs> they ride bikes through a park and well, they try. Brooklyn is like a bike. Um, where's my rodeo horse? I'm not a child to ride a bike. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they do their best, but clearly a little out of practice. Zach has ridden bikes. Didn't he ride bikes with um, with Rachel. Rachel on their date? Mm-hmm. He has to coach Brooklyn a little bit. <laughs> she tells Zach that her grandpa rides a dirt bike everywhere. And Zach is like, whoa. And I, too, was like, whoa, that's a cool grandpa. Like, nice. Her grandpa does seem cool. They pull up to a red and white striped balloon. I believe it is a helium balloon. There's no flame, but it is like hot air balloon sized to take like a balloon ride over Budapest. I appreciate your attention to detail. I literally Googled it. I will be using the precise. (laughs) This is not a hot air balloon. There is no hot air. (laughs) I kept Googling like hot air balloon, no flame, question mark. (laughs) We're dedicated. No flame. Apparently, you can ride in a giant helium balloon. It's a thing. That's cool. And yeah, so they they rise up under the balloon. They survey Budapest through the protective netting all the way around the basket. And they make out. And Brooklyn says, as this balloon is rising, so is our relationship. Unfortunately, Brooklyn, what goes up must come down. So true. Back at the hotel... Charity and Kat are indeed agreeing that Brooklyn will probably come back with the rose. And Kat is like, yeah, look, I'm pissed that I didn't get the one-on-one. I haven't seen him in so long. I wanted that time. If I'm being selfish, then I'm being selfish about my relationship. She keeps, like, saying this like she's had, like, by far the longest time since a one-on-one. And she and Brooklyn had dates, like, two days apart. They both had Bahamas Yeah, they were both in the Bahamas. Yeah, but it's her relationship. She can be selfish. Oh, yeah. It's her. Yeah, it's hers. <laughs> I do. It's interesting, again, that, like, I feel like this could feed into a continued villain turn. And instead, everyone's, like, decided to just get along. They're like, yeah, it's hard. Like, we all want the date, right? What's he going to decide? We don't know. We're all just suffering together. And so they just kind of, like, wrap her in her and her, like, self-focused neuroses. They're like, we're all having these. It's fine. The conflict resolution skills on this season are just, like, it's insane. They're off the hook. They're they're blowing my mind. Where's the drama? We have we get, like, one episode of drama per conflict, and then they're all just like, let's, let's squash this. Meanwhile, Brooklyn and Zach are headed to another iconic Hungarian bathhouse, which I'm all about this. Claire, you, but Claire wrote in the notes, she's like, is this, like, the only leisure activity in Budapest? Is this a thing? And I've been to Budapest, and this is one of the major things I believe that it's one of Budapest. the major things. But we have had two one-on-one dates, and they are both bathhouse-based. I'm just saying that literally didn't surprise me <laughs> because I was in Budapest for maybe three days, and we went to multiple bathhouses. Like, it, it is, if you were talking about, like, tourist attractions and, like, gorgeous buildings and settings— in Budapest, it, it just simply does not surprise me that there were two bathhouses. It surprises me for production reasons that they would not want to mix it up. I'm sure there's other stuff they could do. Like, I would. Well, they did. They went in a helium balloon and also, you know, took a furnicular. <laughs> okay. 
So like have the dinner somewhere else too. I was like, now you've had two major bathhouse components. And you know what the thing is about bathhouses? The acoustics are terrible for for recording audio. We've ha- we have two dates where the audio is distractingly bad because they're in a bathhouse. I do want to go to a bathhouse myself after I watching do. this. It's They've so it's me. so pleasant. Yeah. It, I truly again I was 16 when I was in Budapest. All I think I have like that my only memory really is like wow, the bathhouses there are incredible and I want to go back. As a potential tourist, I would love nothing more than to just go to a bathhouse every day. As a viewer, I'm like, pick at least one date and do no super echoey activities. Just a suggestion. But they're back in a bathhouse and Zach is like, it's like a scene. It's like a Las Vegas pool party. And that is sort of what it seems like. Um, And I support that. They put on their bathing suits. They hop in the water. They talk to an elderly couple playing chess Obsessed in the pool. Obsessed with them. I love them. <laughs> they seemed amazing. <laughs> they say they had their first date at the bathhouse 25 years ago. Do you think that they literally, like, find people who have this story? Or do they just find random people and, and are like, say you met at this bathhouse 25 years ago? So I had a lot of questions about this. So, like, just, like, from a production aspect, how are they mic'd up? Like, are they going up to random mm-hmm. old people in this pool and saying, like, can you put on this waterproof microphone? Or, like, do they just take their chances and they're just like, hey, like, go with have mics. conversations with random people? My guess is boom mics be- because they don't seem mm. to be mic'd. And the audio yeah, is I bet boom bad. mics. I also think that they probably, because probably everyone, even in the background, has to sign some sort of release. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were some scouting of the location, like ahead of time, you knew that if you were going that day that you were going to be filmed and that they were kind of interviewing people if they spoke English and like they did sort of that journalism to find find a (laughs) decent anecdote. I love that. I'm also curious, like, they're always like, how long have you been together? Are you married? And those are questions I've never asked strangers in my life. Like, if I see a cute couple in a pool, I'm not like, hey, like, are you married for how long? (laughs) (laughs) Have you thought of, oh, you've been together for seven weeks? Do you have plans for marriage? Well, just wait until you're, you know, 70 and you're out in public and you see a young couple. You're going to find yourself overcome with the desire to ask them when they plan to wed. And it's just like the nature of, of aging, I think. And it's beautiful. We see it multiple times in Budapest. Actually, the cameras also try to capture them talking about how important meeting the family is to them both. But the audio is like basically unlistenable because of the water and all the other bathers like talking and shouting. They start making out and all the Hungarians are like clapping and shouting kiss in Hungarian. <laughs> um, Just a beautiful, a beautiful date. It looked romantic. It looked really fun. Like, again, I'm like, this is a date that would be more fun. That would be really fun to To be on, but it doesn't seem designed with filmability in mind. You know what? They were like, Brooklyn, you get a little treat before (laughs) you get sent home. So then it's time for their night date. And Zach and Brooklyn are all glammed up. They walk by the water to a striking modern building where they have dinner and Brooklyn is like, I'm I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to introduce Zach to my family, not just as a boyfriend, but as my potential husband. And they start by discussing how weird bathhouses are. I think we have a, a clip of this. Okay, so the bathhouse, that was like a weird thing to wrap your head around is like, 
that's normal here. Yeah. Like, we're at, we like were we at just the, took a group bath. A group bath. Like, I'm guys. Like, it's a pool. Have you been in a pool? Also, there are bathhouses in the United States, too. Like, they're, they're a higher volume in They're Budapest, definitely not. But like, I've lived my whole life without going to a bathhouse. It's definitely a far cry from going multiple times in three days. But I'm just saying, it's not... It is like a pool. It's not like freakish. They're just it's like, can you imagine getting in a body of water with a bunch of people and instead of being cool, the water is several degrees warmer? These people are literally going in hot tubs constantly. And they're like small. a group warm bath. A, Excuse me? Imagine a hot tub, but big. I shouldn't be allowed. This just reminds me, like, if you're on a date with somebody and you both kind of know what's going badly and you have nothing else to say, you'll just comment on the scenery. <laughs> Which Yeah, you're like, that bath. I feel like they do this, I mean, in every single travel episode, but especially in this one, they're constantly talking about how beautiful Budapest is. And like, it is really beautiful, but like, it's just like when I'm on a bad date, I'm like, this restaurant is so gorgeous. Like, <laughs> constantly. <laughs> That's so real. You're just like, oh, the, the weather, it's been really... Amazing crazy yeah. this drink is delicious so cloudy today it's grasping i think that zach also likes to rely on the dates for small talk as yes. conversational prompts like whenever he sits down with the woman after a group date he's always like so witchcraft huh what was that like for you or like oh a bath like what right am i right do you have any thoughts on that like He's like, there is a way that I can start this conversation without asking what her favorite color is, and it's to ask her what she thought of the date activity. Sort of like Jerry Seinfeld style. Witchcraft, <laughs> What's right? What's the deal? What's the deal with witchcraft? <laughs> uh, Zach asks her about her family um, that he'd be meeting, and she says he would meet her grandma, who always made sure they had what they needed, and her mom was the person who came to rodeos to, like, help her prepare and lift the heavy things, like, the way other people's dads did on the rodeo circuit. And also her grandpa, who is her hero, she starts to cry, and she says her grandpa stepped in when her dad stepped out, and he took her and her sister in and treated them like his own daughters. And she says, you know, They've seen me hurt before, and I really don't want to bring another person to their lives until it's someone I really see a future with. But I'm really ready to introduce Zach to them, to, to all of them. So oh, there was like this... a preview clip of this going around that was cut really weirdly to make it seem like she was explaining that she had a father figure who wasn't her father. And Zach was like, I need a minute to breathe. And it was like, why is he so weird about like, a stepfather figure and it just is so i feel like so instructive of how deceptive how deceptively mm -hmm. they can edit this because it's so obvious when the scene plays out that it's not about that he's just like wow this is really important to brooklyn and right, i don't this holds know a lot of weight if i'm gonna be the i don't know if she's gonna be happy in the end that i took this step with her yeah, the, the reaction made complete sense. I read it totally differently. I read it not as like, oh, she's not going to be happy that I took the step with her and more like he needs to pivot into breaking up with her, but he doesn't know how to do it without coming across as totally insensitive after she just like cried about her grandpa. Like, how do you go from this like really sweet, emotional, <laughs> meaningful moment to be like, actually, you don't yeah. get the rose. I just think... I mean, it yeah. was probably a mixture of both, right? Like going yeah, into this, I, I feel totally like agree with Zach... Both. 
Zach probably knew that he this likely was going to be the end of their relationship. And at the same time, I also do think that he is genuinely emotionally affected by hearing these disclosures um, from the women that he's been dating. And I do, I do believe that he has like genuine, a genuine desire to do right by them Mm -hmm. on the whole. Um, And so, yeah, I think it was probably a mix of both, like him sort of panicking, like, what am I supposed to do now? And also just trying to process like, yeah, I don't think it was a reaction to her grandfather being her father figure, which he already knew about. I do think it was a reaction to the, like, wow, this is this really sensitive, emotional thing for her. And it's going to be a really rough conversation (laughs) now. I don't, yeah, it's just, it is clear that he didn't, that he needed the conversation to lead toward a breakup, but then it ended up, being, yeah, this very sensitive, emotional lead-up to that conversation. And he needed to talk to producers about, like, how to do that without, yeah, like, making an ass of himself. And, yeah, whenever you tell a story like that and The Bachelor is like, I need a minute, it's probably Mm. not going to be good. It's never going to be good. And you can tell Brooklyn is, like, trying to keep it together the whole time. But she she had to know. She had, part of her had to know. Yeah, she doesn't seem that surprised Ugh. when he tells her no. that he can't give her the love that she deserves. She does start to cry. She just seems sad. He says he's yeah. sorry. She's like, don't be sorry. It hurts, but I respect that you can be upfront. Thank you for your honesty. And... As he's walking her out, like, through tears, she's like, every moment of this has been so great. It felt good to feel so strongly about someone so great. And he starts to choke up as well. He's like, I hope you understand. You are awesome. Oh, Zach. His, this is why he had to look up flabbergasted <laughs> in the thesaurus, because awesome is his go-to. Yeah. In the limo, Brooklyn sobs. And then she gives an exit speech that, to me and to Claire, both, we both were like, is this a bachelorette exit speech? I believe we have a clip. I feel like I was ready to find love for sure. And before coming here, I was afraid that I didn't have the ability to ever feel that again. So coming in here and being able to feel those feelings again is refreshing. And hearing Zach say, you deserve the love I can't give you. He does think I'm special, that I do deserve (laughs) special love. (sighs) Doesn't make it easier right now. The uplifting She is hitting every note. Exactly, the music, the music cues. You're like, oh, she's a contender. And this was was a really, like, hit you, hit you, tug you you by the heartstrings Mm -hmm. uh, kind of exit speech. She might get... Also, Brooklyn is a gorgeous crier. I mean... How do they all do it? They all are. Like, and I'll tell you, they they just, like, kind of, like, tilt their heads back, and then they, like, (laughs) gently dab away their tears, and they, like, press their tear ducts, and they keep their faces immobile. And, like, if you really committed, I bet... I bet you could learn to do it. Too. I'd have to really practice. It looks like so controlled. Doesn't come naturally. None of them are just like naturally crying like that. Um, yeah, this is such a bachelorette speech. She might just get screwed over by how how early it is because there are th- going to be th- probably three women still coming 
who are going to have the opportunity for equally bachelor-ready send-offs who mm-hmm. will have had longer um, longer in front of audiences. But it's clear that they want her to be an option, I think, based on that send-off. I agree. Back at the house, the door opens as all the women sit silently on the couches waiting pres- like for Brooklyn to come back, presumably. And her suitcase is removed by a producer. Charity begins to cry. All the women have a group hug. They're so soft. <laughs> They're like, oh, no. They're so sad. No. They're like, our friend was disappeared. <laughs> now one of us has to maybe marry Zach instead of Brooklyn. <laughs> it's rose ceremony night, and there's an extra rose on the table that they were not expecting because of Brooklyn's departure. Kat, Ariel, and Charity are vying for two roses. Katie and Gabby already have them. And Jesse Palmer greets Zach, who is somber. He knows the weight of this. He says, tonight will be very difficult. He's, like, looking through the door from the night outside with Jesse at all the, like, shimmering ladies in their sequin gowns, like, waiting for him. He's like, someone is going to get hurt. So he goes in. You're right. Yeah, someone's definitely going to get hurt. He tells the women that this week has opened up his eyes to the heartbreak that does happen. He saw it with Greer. He saw it with Brooklyn. He's like, I'm sorry, this will be a tough one. And the roses go to Ariel and Charity, which means Kat is going home. She begins to weep. Charity hugs her first and says, I love you. Again, I'm like, these women just don't want to fight. <laughs> no. Well, they're, I think they're very much like, we're all in this together. Like, this is just, this is, we're all yeah. struggling. Yeah. It's also, yeah, Charity is just like, Charity's the biggest empath. I am just like willing to completely put that in the past. Um, I was surprised when Ariel's name was called because I saw her and Kat as the bubbles. And so I was expecting Charity to go first. So once, once Ariel was called, what do you mean bubbles? (laughs) Like Like on on the bubble. Like that they were gonna oh. the two that maybe would go home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I knew that charity, I was like, there's no chance charity is going home before hometowns. He keeps saying, like, every scene with charity, he's like, She makes me feel so good about myself. Like she makes me like, yeah. feel so lucky whenever I'm around her. And like I think he just likes the yeah. ego boost. And like obviously she's like very sweet, but I think that he just yeah. likes having her around. Yeah, Charity gives me very um, strongly, like, the person that you bring through to the end because they're so wonderful and they make you feel so good and it's so easy with them, Mm -hmm. but you don't maybe have that, like, specific draw to them that leads to them being the final pick. But that's exactly the person you want to bring through hometowns because they're easy to have around. Kat, not seeming so easy to be around these days. She has doubts. Do you think that if she had told him about the fight with Brooklyn, that their relationship would have taken a different course? Honestly, no. I just think once you're involved with drama, especially for Zach, like it's like Mm -hmm. a hard line for him. He didn't even find out about their drama. They were the next two to go home. Like, it's like, does he senses it? He's like, it's like when like your dog like startles and like pricks their ears up and you're like, what? And then you realize that they heard something coming from far away that you couldn't even pick up on yet. Like he has <laughs> that, that is, sense. That's like Zach with drama. <laughs> with drama. <laughs> He's like, I've got a weird feeling. <laughs> I'm just going to send them home. I don't know. Um, and I do think if she had told him, 
it would have been worse. Like, I think he would not have been impressed to hear that she was mixed up in any controversy. But he walks her out. They sit down. He's like, I'm so sorry. And she says, why? And he says, we had the best, strongest connection in the Bahamas. And over the past couple weeks, it changed. I couldn't see a confident future in us. I tried to make sense of it, but I would never lie to you. (sighs) Yeah, it is funny like that he's like, when we were on a date in the Bahamas and you were the hottest woman I'd ever seen in a bikini, I felt like we had a really strong connection. And then time passed and you were wearing sweaters. And like, I don't know. It's just like something went away. I'm just going to say I freaking called this (laughs) on Dear Shandy when we were on. They were like, She's going to win. And I was like, unless he's blinded by how hot he thinks she is. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to flame out. Yeah. And I'm feeling very smug right now. You could be a mentalist. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I am already. I'm in training. I've been to Budapest. Maybe I just like picked it up in the. Zach, put the number one word that describes what draws you to cat. I'm going to say hot. And I wrote hot. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen. I knew it. Kat tells Zach that she pushed hard because of how much she saw future with him, and it hurts that he didn't feel the same way. I've never shared so much before as I shared with you because I thought it would be so worth it in the end. I tried. And Zach looks stricken. He's like, it's nothing you did. I had to go with my gut. I had to go with that feeling in my stomach. Kat's eye makeup at this point is all over her cheeks. It looks like she's maybe wearing a tubing mascara because it's kind of like... Oh, like flaking. The eye makeup situation. Like, these ladies have to get it together. They are on The Bachelor. Like, normally we do not see eye makeup doing this on this show. And it's like none of them expected to cry. Zach hugs her. He puts her in the Suburban. She continues weeping. She's like, I gave this man my entire heart. I never thought I'd be saying goodbye to him. Every time I put myself out there, shit like this happens. It's so exhausting. It's painful. I just want someone who's 100% in, and that's what I deserve. He just wasn't that. She did not mention the process. She did not go big picture. And that's how I know Kat will not be the bachelorette. Yeah, I don't see it for her. I think that Kat and a number of the other women on the show, but especially Kat in that little speech right there, she said something that just like drives me crazy with the show in general, where she's just like, she wants somebody. She doesn't want Zach. She just wants a... (laughs) person to love her, which is understandable and human and we all deserve love. But as Zach says, deserve the love that I can't give you. But like, it just makes me sad to see that they aren't really, not like there for him and like there for the right reasons, but like, they're not really, I don't know. Like, I just want them to have like an actual genuine emotional connection. And instead they're just like, oh, but like, I just don't feel loved. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And I think that, I don't know, I'm like putting myself back in my like mid to late 20s after years of of dating kind of unsuccessfully. And that is, I think that is a common feeling, that feeling of just like, I just need someone to fit the bill and I'm tired. Yes, yeah. as a mid to late and 20s person both, who is single and tired, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's something that like, ugh, that like women especially, there's this strong sense that like, these men, they're on the apps, they have so many options. Like, how are you ever going to get them to just like, prioritize you and choose you 
And it's very easy to, like, lose yourself and, like, what you want in a relationship because you're just like, well, it doesn't matter because I need someone to pick me and no one's going to pick me. And this show also perpetuates that in the bit, like, this whole show is designed for women who just want someone to love them, hoping that they will be the one picked. Because if you are looking for, like, a specific connection with a specific person, then spending two months dating one guy who was picked out for you by a casting director is not a very good way to do that. Like, it's not a good way for you to figure out, like, who's the right match what for me. What you need, what you want. Right. No. It's, it's a structure well, it's that also discourages why... you from, from having that hard conversation with yourself of, like, is this the guy that I want? I think it's also why we see Paradise often be more successful mm-hmm. for a lot of these women. Because finally, they're sort of jolted. They're like, I get to choose also. Yeah. Like, it's, it's also about me and my preferences. And there is just something inherent to, of course, to the structure of this show that's like, you have one option and your self-worth and your desirability is going to be determined by the choices that this one dude makes. And I begrudge the women. It just makes me so sad to see them go through this time and time again. Yeah. And I like, honestly, yeah, yeah, I I don't, I've always been very like, perhaps too much obsessed with my own preferences in dating and like very judgmental of guys that I've dated. And like, so, and, and like, I just like see how important that is because then like when you end up in a relationship, you don't wake up one day and go like, do I like this person? Like you've got to be in- empowered to like think about that when you're actually in the process of falling in love. Yeah, I feel like it took it took me a good like ten years of dating <laughs> to, fi- to to figure that out. I was just like, no one's good enough for me. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's sad, and Zach is also left tearful, looking sick. Jesse hugs him. Zach is like, when I was in the Bahamas, dating someone who I thought was maybe the most like a model of anyone I've ever dated. I felt no doubt that I would be meeting Kat's family. And here we are. Fortunately, he still has four incredibly hot women left to choose from. Next week, a two-night event, Hometowns and Women Tell All. It looks like he's going to get grilled by Ariel and Charity's brothers. Brothers, the show loves brothers. They're so protective. The show loves paternalistic brothers and (laughs) paternalistic fathers. I hate both of them, (laughs) but, you know, I guess we'll see. And Women Tell All. And then the following week, of course, will be Fantasy Suites. As we know, Zach says there will be no sex, but then he says, I really fucked it up. Was it about the no sex thing? Who knows? Credits. Katie and Gabby doing some good old school hijinks in a bubble bath, toasting to hometowns. This is just Katie and Gabby out here sitting pretty. Classic Bachelor B role. Yes. Yeah, I like it. I always want more of those little joyful moments. I also, I'm going to say, I really am pulling for an Ariel or Charity season of The Bachelorette if they do not end up marrying Zach. I actually, I'm looking at this final four. I'm feeling very confident about Katie winning at this point. Same. I could see any of the other final three having a really fun bachelorette season. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a good, that's a good ratio. That's good for us. Yeah. Uh, any other final thoughts, Hannah, before we let you go? Mm, I just want to see what Zach thinks of this watching it back. I'm just curious. 
like <laughs> getting to see the girls sort of like falling apart or crying or, you know, whatever they say. I'm just curious for his thoughts, but I don't know. Maybe he'll share them on a podcast at some point. Yeah, we need the the Zach recap podcast where every week he shares his own impressions of himself and the women. And recites that all of their favorite colors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, how else are we going to get to know them? There's no other way. <sighs> Hannah, thank you so much. This is such a treat. Can you tell the people where they can find you and all of your work and all of your books? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Hannah Orens, H-A-N-N-A-H-O-R-E-N-S. And my books are available wherever you buy books, bookshop.org if you want to support your local indie, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. Um, and thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. This was the best. It was. Thank you so much so for much fun. coming on. Obviously, come back anytime. Uh, this has been a delight. And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. First, love to see it. First of all, we love to see the ease of Zach's connection with Katie. We're feeling really strong about her as the final one. And yeah, they could have just like hopped on to Hinge and Austin. Yeah. Met each other. But that's actually why I think this could actually work out. Yeah. Good for their longevity. Bad for the whole why did this have to happen on TV rationale. But (laughs) so happy for them. Um, We'll see how the next few weeks go. Also, love to see how soft and loving all these women are with each other, even after some drama. Like, it's... It's nice to have the drama, but I do think we were really craving a bit of a reset this season and a gentler season, a warmer season. And so I have appreciated that the women are making efforts to communicate through their disagreements, that they're making efforts to be supportive. And I think that it's a really good reset for us. I agree. I know some people have been disappointed by the lack of drama and... I don't know. I just, maybe this is the hashtag here to make friends in us. We like to see women being nice to each other. It really, it warms my soul. And I needed a little bit less emotional trauma injected into my Bachelor viewing, at least this season. Yeah. We also love to see the overt Jewishness of Ariel describing her family and the immigrant community that she grew up surrounded by. We have truly come a long way since Jason Mesnick, and I am so grateful. I love the cultural specificity that we've gotten from Ariel, and I also just, like, want to be her friend and maybe have a crush on her or whatever. It's fine. (laughs) We also love to see this final four that is four women we just kind of love. I We love them. They're just like nice, sweet ladies. And I'm like, maybe Zach has like good taste. I don't know. I mean, it's very confusing he Rachel. So I'm like, maybe he does have good taste. Maybe he does. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Good for you, Zach. <laughs> and now it's time for Hate to See It, which is honestly a shorter shorter list this week yeah although the parts that i hated i like really hated <laughs> really hated i really hated seeing all of the women getting emotionally traumatized by the mentalist powers as much as i appreciate the showmanship of the mentalist and magic shows putting women on this show in a position to feel like their psyches are being like plumbed and exposed to zach and the 
world in order to destabilize them for the purposes and u- utilization of production is really gross to me. And it was hard to watch them grappling with basically having their brains ripped open without their consent. <laughs> and like, they're, they're I'm getting a really intense visual right now. <laughs> Sorry, I was really <laughs> thinking about how they have to open your cervix to put in a, an IUD and how like painful and violating that Claire, feels. I'm sorry. I didn't need I didn't need to be re-traumatized by that. You're memory. just like it's okay, no big deal. It's just like much. a little bit and then you're like, ah, nothing should be happening there. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we also hated to see Gabby thinking that her ADHD is going to be a deal breaker for Zach and Charity thinking the fact that she's been cheated on semi-recently and is still dealing with that infidelity is an abuse in that relationship is going to be a deal breaker for Zach. It's just, as we talked about in the episode, a real bummer to to see women because of their socialization and also because of their lived experiences kind of believing that any anything that doesn't make dating them the easiest, smoothest experience without a single hitch, without any, you know, work being done on the part of their male partner to actually understand them. Yeah. Is is going to be a mark against them, and it's just it's, yeah. Sucks. This show like really presses the normalization of the idea that like people should not be whole people, that they should be just perfectly smoothed, box fresh, you know, <laughs> prototypes of people with with no traits or <laughs> flaws or past experiences, and. Yeah, to see these women always so insecure about their completely human aspects that they should be able to feel proud of and comfortable with and worthy of love for having, it's its just, like, depressing. We also hate to see Zach struggling to think of any question to ask the women he's dating other than what's your favorite color. I whenever he gets to a point where he already knows their favorite color, he just, like, panics. And he just goes right for the makeout. I don't think I've ever asked someone that question after the age of, like, eight. I don't know anyone's favorite color. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't, and most people don't really have one. Like, I I don't know my husband's favorite color, but we've talked, he doesn't really know either. I keep asking my son, who is the age where you ask about favorite colors, and sometimes he says orange and sometimes he says green. Like, he doesn't even know. And he's, like, the exact favorite color age. It's not a real question. It's not a real question. Preferences change. Why am I so mad? Favorite color for what? Favorite color for furniture? Favorite color for clothing? Like, these are different. Do I want everything in my life to be blue? No. So, this is facile. Come on. You know, look, I just hope that Zach has had some time to think in the interim and is really building a relationship with whatever woman he's with that is not based around her favorite color. We just wish that for Zach and and his current and future partner. Yeah. Which brings us to our personality rating out of 10 for Zachies. I'm going to say this episode is kind of like holding steady at around a six. Yeah, I think that's generous. Do you think he's dropped da- back down to a five? <laughs> I'm almost at a five. I, yeah, I don't know. I, we didn't learn much about Zach this episode. I don't think we really saw him at his best. We saw just a lot of a sort of 
emotionally rocky conversations. Yeah, you know what? I'm downgrading him to a five. <laughs> You're right. We we like I'm really hoping next week will be higher. Because what did we learn the things about we Zach? learned? He is the things that we learned just aren't really that defining. Like he did 23 in me and he's 80% British. Genetically. That's not a personality. British. I mean, yeah, being British is if you think being British is a personality, then like examine that. His family's original surname was Shacklecross. And like that's not really about you. Um he does truly want to know what everyone's favorite color is. He does. That is that is truly part of his personality. And he also truly thinks that pools are really weird if the water is warm and coming from a natural hot spring. Yeah. So I don't think we saw as much of like Zach loose and making jokes. Like we saw him like reacting to Ariel's jokes a little bit during the group date, but we didn't really see that much of his his lighter side shining I, through. Yeah. I, I, th- I think the problem is when Zach feels the weight of the point in the process that he's in, he kind of clams up and gets anxious, and that comes across yeah. on camera. That's when he we see a like, little bit less of him. That's when he becomes like Mr. Bachelor Man TM. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping that on Hometowns uh, Week, he is <laughs> able to cope with the stress and still show us his bright and shining personality. Can't wait to find out. And on that note, that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon, and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please follow the show, rate us five stars, leave a review. And of course, tell all your friends about our show, you know, send them emails or letters or postcards, get the word out. It really helps people find our show. If you want to get in touch with us, you can always email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter rich text on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week for more of Zach's special journey. Stitcher. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Some people like to deep clean every Saturday morning. I prefer to spend a few minutes every day keeping things fresh with Lysol. Lysol's toilet bowl cleaner disinfects both the toilet brush and bowl for two-in-one disinfection, killing 99.9% of viruses and bacteria. (sighs) Don't just clean, Lysol clean.